head into the Ringerverse to stay up to date with all things superheroes and nerd culture entertainment. Hosted by a rotating lineup of superfans at the Ringer, including Mallory Rubin and Van Lathan, shows will provide instant reactions to blockbuster releases, insightful backstories on canon, and mind-bending theories, as well as fresh takes on the latest news and rumors. Check out the Ringerverse on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Sherry. And I'm Micah Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts. Here this week to discuss our deepest and darkest thoughts about the millennial lifestyle, the anime bullshit, the hip-hop, the video games. This week we're talking about anime. We're talking about VV. VV. <laughs> No, we, you know what? The funny thing about this podcast is like, because we, we dip across so many different lanes. Vs, sometimes we're talking about Vs, like the biggest Vs, thing, Vs. you know, I hate you. <laughs> sometimes I'm we're sorry. talking about like, I, like the a, biggest it's, thing it's in the, the Stone Cold Jizzle song is stuck in my head. But yes, we, sometimes we do jump back and forth across disciplines. Sometimes and, we talk about. You know, we talk about all sorts of things, but today we're going to talk about anime and dumb anime bullshit, and, and and which is one of our favorite things. Right. We should clarify. And like, look, last week we were we were on Ringerverse talking about Star Wars Visions. You know, you can you can go listen to our combo there with Mallory Rubin. We talked about Visions. People emailed us about visions, and we mostly focused on talking about like the anime sort of DNA, obviously, in visions and sort of the weirdness of Disney commissioning a bunch of anime studios to make Star Wars stuff. We both liked visions. We, we on that app did a bunch of recommendations. I don't know that there's that much more we would say about visions on our own podcast here. Is there anything else that you felt like you left on the table, Micah? Um, no, actually, I think that, like, you know, it was pretty comprehensive. We, we went from influences to things that we liked about, we liked about the show respectively. Um, and also we, uh, couched some recommendations in there from, uh, each of the nine different studios that produce the, uh, nine separate visions. No, episodes. was it not? It was like seven because. There were a couple of seven that studios. Multiple. Sorry, yeah, yeah. seven studios yeah. that produced the nine episodes. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I also just threw one in there uh, that I've been watching recently. Yeah. Although, like, watching yeah. is <laughs> watching is too active of a verb for it. It's more like I was floating face down in it for a while, and yeah, came up for air and. Decided that I should share my experience uh, with for, for for posterity. It's called VV Floriite Song. 
Um, it's produced by Wit Studio, which has absolutely nothing to do with Visions. Uh, I, we, you know, came to the conclusion of that Scooby-Doo mystery before we got on the podcast because <laughs> I was just kind of like, no, Geno Studio did it. Uh, yeah, no, Geno yeah. Studio did not do it. Wit Studio did it. And... Wit Studio it is, done what else? It's like Attack on Titan, Cabinary. It's Attack on Titan. Uh, Wit Studio... This is basically... Oh, this is a better way to set this up. Wit Studio um, did the first three seasons of Attack on Titan, like the smooth animation that you remember before there was just kind of like the crass inclusion of... 3D modeling and the 2D world and the fourth season, but you know, you got over it and got used to it because whatever, you're not fussy and you're not a child. But anyway, <laughs> like Wit Studio, Wit Studio basically after season three of Attack on Titan started doing Floriate Song. And um, they are really flexing their muscles with, with, with this one. Even if they are just flexing for no reason and it doesn't make, you know, any linear or canonical or internal sense. Uh, it's whatever. It's a good time. Charity, why don't you share your experience with it? Because like, Yeah, because you... we gotta... This is, this, is, this is nuts. Like, we are underselling this, if anything. They we're not just talking about this because it's like, oh, we saw an animated thing we liked, all right? Like, when you were on Ringerverse, you mentioned this. I kind of made a mental note of it because you hadn't brought it up to me when you, when you mentioned VV on Ringerverse. And I stuck a pen in it. I was like, oh, yeah, let me, let me check that out. Maybe go to Funimation website this weekend. Maybe download it. it was you know legally and illegally, right? Legally, uh, and legally then somebody and illegally, and then somebody writes into to us, right? Sound only at the Sound Only account, soundonlypod at gmail Hit us up, by the way. Somebody writes us in all cap subject line VV convo. They're like, you guys have to talk about this. Like, I felt like I'm going crazy. I feel like this is the best show I've seen, This be the best anime thing I've seen this year. I need more people to talk about this, right? So first of all, I, you know, I go over to the My Anime List website, which is a resource that I consult frequently, and I'm looking at the review page, and people are going nuts. Just like, I love when, like, the My Anime List community goes nuts over a thing, and I'm like, okay, I got to I gotta peep this. So I start watching this show, right? And we're going to nail down how we would describe... This is one of those anime things where the, the level of dumb anime bullshit makes it so that you can't... Like, it's going to take us a minute to really cut through the layers of the premise to really just explain this show in simple terms. I start watching this show. I get three episodes into it. I feel like I'm high. I'm like, I start... I uh, like, I, I have to start... Like, listen, listen, listen. I mean, like, it would be more of... It would be a... It would be a better and like more useful like if you remember when when Fergie sang the national anthem uh oh my during God, the NBA finals <laughs> and like you know and then Rob Harvilla wrote on the ringer.com about like his experience trying to watch the Fergie YouTube video and he describes like the Sisyphean task of just getting to the end of the seven minute and 42 second minute, like video and having to start back at the beginning after getting a couple of minutes into it and having to stop it and start it and everything else. Okay. 
So Fluoride is like a good version of that because it's like I'm starting <laughs> to watch it and I'm yes. like, and I'm like, wait a minute. Why is the cube a teddy bear now? And then I go back to the beginning and then I lose interest or I start doing laundry or something. And then it's episode three and she's presiding over a space station, uh, Infant, like a, a of of a space station nursery for you know kind of older you know like grade school age children yeah. and there's an explosion for some reason and there's something called the singularity project so I gotta start it over again and then like I'm pausing and googling to see what stuff means it's really an immersive experience but also like yes. one that kind of slips by you and you wave it as it passed yes. by and then you like try to grab hold of it. It's a little bit like smoke. Yeah. The, the number of the amount of rewinding I've done so far, like, first of all, I don't want us to get too far into this without, and I'll do, I'll, I'll take this L in the beginning. I will be the one Thank to you. sort of just give Thank the you because I like I because me just now explaining the experience of watching it may was sounding yeah, crazy. That's the feel. So like you get to sound that's the feel. you get to sound a little Let crazy me for a second. It. Okay. So Vivi, right? <laughs> Let's go like the word <laughs> artificial intelligence. Well, I, I I think I prefer to think of Vivi as an android, even though I know AI is kind of like the point of the show. But Vivi is an android who also happens to be like a J-pop stage performer, which is, I think that's why you brought up Perfect Blue, right? J-pop star, but also advanced android, <laughs> right? Who's, and, who's, who's like central programming is that she needs to make the world smile through singing. Yeah, she sings to make people happy. Right, that's her modus operandi, right? And that that right there sounds like a premise for a show. But but hold on, hold up, wait, there's more. <laughs> okay, uh, AI programmed to sing to make people happy, but then gets wrapped up in a time travel plot, a hundred year time travel plot. So now we've gone from Perfect Blue to Tenet, right here, right? Time travel <laughs> plot to use her sort of advanced level AI autonomy to intercede at various points in time in like an imminent war between humans and artificial intelligence. <laughs> Did I get that right? Is that correct? Is that more or less correct? I mean, bro, like, Close enough, you know, like it's, it's like it, there's a, it's it's close. Like it's really. I cannot stress enough that it is, you know, something that probably rewards close viewing and like. Uh, no, it does. Oh, I disagree strongly. We can get into. No, that. I mean, like it's like I, like I mean, like if if that's the way that you choose to like attack it, I'm sure that you could like find some sort of forum somewhere where people are, you know, breadcrumbing, et cetera, like, you know, doing their the internet sleuth thing. Whatever. But, like, like it doesn't, like, the premise really does not matter. Like, it, it's like, there's no, I, like, 
I can't stress enough how how much like focusing on the plot will get in the way of like your enjoyment of the show because it's like so much better just to not know anything, not to know why this knife fight is suddenly happening on the deck of a spaceship, the command deck of a spaceship. I mean, like, so between, I mentioned the time travel plot. I I mentioned the the war between humans and AI. She gets conscribed. Can you explain Matsumoto? She gets conscribed by what looks to be a teddy bear. Right. And so we've gone from well, perfect blue. Like, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Explain. Matsumoto. Well, it's sort of like um, this virus enters her consciousness. Yeah. This virus enters her consciousness, which is represented by um, this classroom, which is this liminal space in between waking and sleep that you know robots go to to download their orders from the server which is like whatever i I assume that's like you know like the human input of thing but up pops this cube that's just kind of like hey um we can avoid the apocalypse together if you accept if you if you invite me in and so matsumoto sort of like refuses the call as as one does during their hero's journey. Um, you mean Vivi? They, Vivi refuses. Sorry, Vivi. Vivi. Yeah. Vivi refuses. Um, as one does during their hero's journey. But eventually they become simpatico. Something, something, something. <laughs> Feel free to jump in any time. No, it's just, <laughs> you're right. This is the setup. But again, so now you've gone from, where do we start? We started Perfect Blue, right? Mm-hmm. Then we got to Tenet because we introduced time traveling. Then we introduced Matsumoto and it's kind of like this Madoka Magica thing with the QB and you're like, what is this? What is this stuffed? What is, what is this pernicious it's sort of influence like Parasite in the Maxim. Did you watch that? No. Did you watch Parasite the Maxim? No. Oh, uh, well, if if listeners of the podcast have uh, have watched Parasite the Maxim, email in about it. Tell Charity, you know, like how late he is and, you know, like how he should run and not walk. But anyway, like it's like a similar thing where it's just kind of like foreign agent invited and, you know, like gets into your system. The two of you, like it's also Venom, you know? It's uh, it's kind of like got that sort of like uh, buddy cop thing going on between um, a host and their parasite mm-hmm. or symbiote. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but I mean, look, we still have it. We we're doing like Ready Player One levels of using references to explain a thing. And it's not our fault, to be clear. It's because this premise is so larded. We haven't even gotten to... Like, and the show is also really referential. Yeah, like, yeah. Which is... So it's difficult to avoid talking about it like this. Yeah. But... Well, it's it's not difficult. It's just... It's avoid... It's difficult to set it up. And then I think once you've set it up, once you've set up, again, that there are nine layers to the premise, the time travel but also the AI, but also the, the idol, the J-pop idol. Once you've set all that up, then I think you can do the thing um, where you step back and go, look, this show makes no sense and I don't care. You know why? Because it looks 
beautiful and there's beautiful action in it and it's well drawn and everything that's happening it's again it's the it don't think just feel right that is the show right right um yes it's the dumb anime bullshit strikes again oh you know oh that's what i was thinking of cone from bleach um, oh, I've the never teddy bear. Bleach. You really gonna have to explain no. that because I've never watched Bleach. You know what? Never mind. I'm not even gonna do that. You know because why? We're I mean, the listeners probably watch on. Bleach. You know, the listeners probably watch Bleach. I mean, like Kona's uh, at at one point uh, because of Ichigo Kurosaki is a Soul Reaper and. Which are, I mean, like, you know, the, 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 the police that walk the, the indelible line between the living and the dead. Um, they banish hollows using their zanpak toes, which are like their swords. Blah, body, body, blah. Ichigo, 50 year old kid, is chosen, but like, you know, since he's like halfway in between and he's still alive and his soul has to come out so that he can do battle with these giant hollow monster things um like his unconscious lifeless helpless body is just like left lying around occasionally so they have like a, a, they the way that they solve the problem is that they give him like a dummy soul um at, that that goes into his body so that it can at least like you know run and hide and protect him and whatever and the soul's name is cone but when Ichigo is in his own body Cone is he like needs to be stored somewhere, and he's like in the form of a pill. So like they stick him in a teddy bear, <laughs> or like it's like a stuffed lion. I can't even remember what it is, but it's like you know, it's like one of those little. It's just like a really cute opening where like the he's doing like the mouthing, like he's doing he's mouthing the words that of to this Japanese power pop song, and it's uh, you know. Can I anyway. just say, because you just conflated, like a like whether it's a stuffed bear or a stuffed lion, I already said up top. I've never watched Bleach or read Bleach, so listener, you're gonna get all these shonen orphans in our email yelling at you. We're not looking it up though. That's fine. Listen, we're on the tangent. If we're not I can go so far as to remember the stuffed <laughs> animal's name, and you're going to get mad at me for not knowing whether it was a bear or a lion. Guess what? I'll make everybody equally unhappy. It's a chicken now. It's a chicken. Listen, I still haven't, I still haven't lived down on the, um, I still haven't lived down, like, saying, conflating Tanjiro and Tojiro. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, that's what, Inosuke, yeah, Inosuke does that, though, in the show. Like, that's I know, that's easy, the thing. I had to play it off, like, oh, I was doing Inosuke's bit. Who, like who jumped in like in to see the movie and like hadn't even watched the show yet like that yeah. is an honest mistake yeah that's fair uh, the fault wait, lies so, with me for not correcting you you know but whatever wait, wait. Well, Vivi let's get back to Vivi for a second because it's like first of all we set up that she's a J-pop idol but also an android and then yes. isn't Matsumoto the one who teaches her how to fight it's sort of she's sort of like yeah, I mean, like, it's, She's a- it's sort of like there is, uh, like, several moments where 
You know what? I was going to say it was like, you know, when Trinity downloads helicopter instructions, like while in the Matrix, things like that happen. But it's more like when, um, have you seen Upgrade? No. No, Wait, no, no, no. The Upgrade's not the Amazon thing, is it? Upgrade Uh, is the show, the Amazon show? No, Upgrade like uh, Upgrade was like a movie that came out basically oh, no, no, no. right before Venom came out. Similar okay. premise. Um, but the foreign agent instead of an alien symbiote is like this highly advanced AI developed by a tech genius. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's a chip implanted like at the base of his like at the base of his at the base of his skull or like his neck, the spine, whatever it's fused to his spine and like controls his movements. So like there's one point where he's basically having to break into this lower level henchman's house, uh, in search of the person who killed his wife, because that's, it's a, it's a 90 minute action movie and that's what the setup has to be. Um, and he he's just like he just rid of he just like uh he repairs old school cars. He doesn't know anything about fighting. So this ex Navy SEAL comes in, he's just like, Holy shit, I gotta fight this guy. What would I do? And he's just like, Would you like me to take over control? And he's just like, uh, yes, uh authorization granted. And then like his body starts moving on its own. It's pretty crazy. Like it's basically Vivi has moments where it's just kind of like, I'm going to let my reaction time and fighting prowess be upgraded by this virus inside of me. Like, I'll fork over control for the next 45 seconds. Yes. Uh, I was conflating upgrade and upload. Upload is what I watched the Amazon show. Mm. We've done all that setup. Let's take a break. We'll come back. I'm glad you brought up the tech billionaires because I I could not stop thinking about Elon Musk while watching this and being like, I bet Elon Musk is, is tweeting about this as we speak. <laughs> uh, but let's, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk more about Vivi. Vivi, man. We talk, <laughs> we talk about Vivi, man. It might seem like we're beating around the bush a lot with this show, but here's the thing. I, I and, and we're going to get into theories. You know, you listeners love it when we have sort of pet theories of the pod. So anime, it's one of those things that it's easy to grow out of. I feel like a lot of people, even if you grow up on it, even if you watch it obsessively at some point in your life, anime is the kind of thing that it's easy to just sort of wake up one day and be like, ah, I'm over this bullshit. Uh, me personally, I dip in and out. There are years where I don't watch anything. There are years where I maybe read manga but don't watch anime. There are years like now where I mess around and I'm watching Vivi, right? And I think of this and I think of a show like, I don't know, like when I first watched Psychopaths or something or when I was watching, I think I recommended this show um, because it was a bone show on the, the Ringerverse convo about Star Wars Visions. I recommended Blood Blockade Battlefront. That's a show that I love. I could look at that show all day, right? I recommended Blood Blockade Battlefront to so many people when the first season was airing. But if you put a gun to my head, Mike, and ask me to explain the plot of season one of Blood Blockade Battlefront, you had to shoot me dead because I don't. I can't. I can't do it. But that's not why you. You know what I mean? There's stuff you like. 
dumb anime bullshit isn't just a quality that some anime and some non-anime things have. Sometimes dumb anime bullshit is the substance of the show itself. And Vivi is it's such like, a show, right? Where it's it's the like it's it's the hyper like everything like like in the in the denouement, the way that things unfold is done to the logical extreme. So like I like I like that you said that like you dip in and out because like I also like will experience anime burnout it's because it's a lot all the time. Like. <laughs> Yeah, and the yeah. volume is turned up on everything, like so. And I mean, like, there's just like there, there are stretches of Vivi that feel just like one long guitar solo. Yeah, it's also they really. It, it's not even that immersive of a show, right? Because there, there's a way. Like this is sci-fi, right? This the the hundred year stretch that basically Vivi is teleporting through in order to intercede at these various points in human AI history to sort of thwart catastrophe, right? I feel like a lot of sci-fi stuff that would be playing with that kind of idea would try to give you a sense of what's the texture of society, right? You watch something like Ghost in the Shell and you get a sense of, ooh, what is this world like? Vivi doesn't really do that. It just, things look more sort of silver and sleek as you get further into the future. But it's not really concerned that much with the social texture of a world in which humans and AI would culminate in the kind of conflict that she's there to thwart. And that doesn't, it doesn't really like that doesn't really matter though, because you really are instead being invited to watch this sort of corny stage singer start dressing like Billie Eilish a little bit and start punching people in the throat. Right. It, it's it's like a tone piece in a way. Like even the first even the first episode, right? The thing you're describing where like the beginning of the show sort of starts at the sort of oh. vision of the future. And you're just watching like this it's like J pop is blasting over the intro, but then there's like blood it's, splatters against walls and, sh- and scientists yeah. are getting clapped. And it's like Yeah, and the- there's just like dead bodies in the street and like there is I th- a thing that we should also say is that, like, at each like inflection point in time that she jumps in, like, she is dropped in, like, the dream already in progress. Like, I, yeah. I don't, I don't remember how I got here. I awoke in the middle of it, and like, the first couple of minutes are basically spent by, you know, Matsumoto finding his his waiter and being like, "Hey, yo, you're." Remember, like we have a job yeah. that we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like during those stretches are kind of when you get some, like a bit of coloring around the edges of the central story, like where you're like, oh, this is what's happening at this period in time. This is what's become of the universe. You know what their relationship is like? Is a bit like Will Smith and Kevin Klein and Wild Wild West. You know, real, real, real millennials will, wow. will remember. Wow, we should have done. We should have done. Wow, wow, wow. That should have been our hundred episode as well. <laughs> That's probably. 
just oh. to do an entire 15 minutes on the back and forth between Loveless and, and, and Jim West, like, at the ball. Well, <laughs> how did we arrive at such a dark occasion? <laughs> Uh, you know how women you know how women are you know like they support you one minute and cut the legs out from under your legs <laughs> oh, oh man yeah I don't, so this show so again like bringing it back to the whole idea of dumb anime bullshit it's like yeah this show doesn't have that much uh, like I think during the break you and I were talking about we were talking about meat and potatoes like what's the meat of this show and the way you put it to me is that you know this this might this might just be the best potatoes you've ever eaten, right? The like, how'd best you put it? Potato. It's just, it's just like these. Wait. It's like it's Ain't just no me, bro. potatoes, but it is like they are the crispiest. Like they have, I mean, like you know, fried in olive oil and 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 I mean fried vegetable. They have rosemary and like. No, it's duck Plate fat. Ain't no olive oil, man. Duck it's to, duck yeah, fat. actually, you know what they got? It's duck fat. Duck fat with these potatoes. They MSG. are the best potatoes, the most decadent and filling potatoes you have ever eaten. These potatoes but almost taste like a whole meal. On that Ringerverse pod, you, I, we were talking about how one of the notable things about Star Wars Visions, right, is there's a certain profound obviousness in Disney going anime for a bit to do Star Wars, to be, to be like, let's let some anime studios figure out Star Wars, right? Because what does anime do better than Disney? It does, the big contrast, at least as I see it, right, is that anime knows what to do with the human body. It knows what to do with physicality. It knows how to make people, like, fight in a way that feels super elegant and dynamic and, and hyper-realistic and beyond realism even, right? And Exactly. So I think that's kind of why it came up toward the end of the, the conversation we were having about Star Wars Visions, right? It wasn't just us looking at the specific studios and, and recommending stuff from those studios. It's also like but saying a show that, like, like this. It's, 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 it's basically saying that like, I, like I, I think the way that I put it uh, like towards the end of that pod is just kind of like if you are going to like a Star Wars movie with like, you know, a child's remove. Like, you're going with your parents to see a Star Wars movie. Because I think that we were talking about you, between you, me, and, like, Mallory, we probably talked the most about The Phantom Menace of anybody, yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Because, like, it has some of the craziest lightsaber duels. Like, a multi-platform one between, you know, Kenobi, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Darth Maul. And it's just kind of like yeah. if you're going to see a Star Wars movie with the, with with your parents, like with the child's removed, you see cool robes and people jumping, you know, tall buildings in a single bound. But also they have laser swords. What what medium can 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 most exploit that? Can best exploit that animation? But what type of animation can best exploit physicality? Anime. So it makes sense that they would you know, like that this, that this union would work. Right. And running for a second with like that, the point about the Phantom Menace specifically, to me, the component of the Phantom Menace that Vivi is, you know, is, is Darth Maul. Like to me, not maybe oh, the character, but maybe the show, like this show is kind of Darth Maul. And that Darth Maul this is kind of this Darth character who doesn't really fit. He kind of is such an awkward insertion into the Star Wars 
universe, but like he's he kind of just works on his own terms and you don't need to think that hard about Darth Maul's role in Star Wars because he kind of gets thrown under the bus by the end of the prequels. But he does some cool acrobatic shit and has like funny face paint and again, 17 like minutes robes. of 17 minutes of screen time and steals yeah. the show. Icon. 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 Characterizations in the show are kind of slight. I think a lot of the personality sh- of the show instead comes through in the animation, right? It's not just the the fight sequences, but even just even just sh- like close-ups on characters' faces during the more talky parts of the show, even just the background work, right? There's just a lot of beautiful color. There are a lot of beautiful eyes in this show. Uh beautiful Billie Eilish outfits on Vivi. Really, right? like, really, really good drawings. Just yeah. really good drawings. Just some good ass drawing, okay? Some good ass drawings. Good ass drawing. But also the music, right? I feel like the other thing that people who I think people who like this show are are big on the music in this show. And I it, I was so struck by the second episode. I was like, this music is like near automata. And sure enough, the composer for this show is Satoru Kasaki, right? And we should say there's the part of the show that's the music that's like the J-poppy, you know, it's Vivi's music. It's when we talk about she wants to sing to make people happy, right? There's that part of it. I'm talking more about the the or the orchestral themes in the show, right? And that stuff is um by Satoru Kasaki, who I think works with Kichi Okabe's production company. Keishi Okabe is the composer for Nier Automata. But it's like that kind of... I don't know. It's this like very airy and like choral music that nonetheless feels of a piece with the show about robots. Right? Like, I don't know. To me, I guess the simplest way I can put it is just, if you liked Nier Automata, you should watch this show specifically. Um, it's like the it, closest... It's the closest that synth music can get to string instruments. Like, yeah. is, what it, is the way that I would describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. It's, it's more of a... This is not that strong of a character drama. It's strong in almost every other respect, though. Right? It's strong. Yeah. It's, again, yeah. like, the way I put it to you when I was first texting you was like, I feel like I'm high watching this, right? In the sense of I can't, I don't even know that I can follow this show properly. There's so much going on. It's and it, like it is almost, it's almost as if they don't want you, like there right. is like the show feels so impenetrable that it's almost as if they don't want you to figure it out. It's just kind of like, yo, like, listen, don't worry about that. Look at how cool this flip is. Yeah, it's the kind of show where, like, if I was a billionaire and I had a big, if I had a mansion and I had a a reception area, this is the anime you put on the big 400-inch screen TV. You just put it on a lobby. If I was Rick Ross, just for vibes. Yeah, just for vibes. Yeah, you just for vibes. That's the thing. You want something on for vibes. You're not going to put Ava on. You know what I mean? You're not going to put Wolf's Rain on. You go put this on because it's got, it's, again, it's a bear and it's robots and all that shit. It, you know what I mean? It's cool. It's cool. It's cool in that way the anime can be cool without making a goddamn lick of sense is what VV is. <laughs> that is what this show is. I exactly. get why people are frightened. This is the sleeper hit. I feel like I, yes. 
I'm with people on this. I'm with you on this. Yeah, I'm glad you, you know, recommended like, it, this. It is, it is, it is an anime that feels as if it is playing on the TV in an anime universe, but it's like the best possible <laughs> version of that. Yeah. Yeah. People should give this a fair shake. Oh, the dude who composed for this also composed for Haruhi Suzumiya. Man after my own heart. Goddamn. Uh, is there anything else to even say about OVV? I feel like we, we're just like, go watch it. I mean, like, it we're just Funimation? Just go watch this shit, man. Yeah, it's on Funimation. You can also, I mean, like, it's on Prime, like everything else is, for $2 an episode. You know, I'm not, we, we however, on, on the Sound Only podcast are not telling you that, you know, that you should, that you yeah. should pursue um, other whatever means alt- alternative means of 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 enjoying uh this visual um, so delight. Much, <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's just when we when we were on Ringerverse when you recommended it, I think so much of what I was worried about is like I don't want us to go on Ringerverse and for people who maybe really are just sort of going to visions is like this super high profile thing because it's Disney. And really do want to sort of be like, oh, what's the next anime thing I should watch? I didn't want to go on there and just be like, I just watch Kill a Kill. Like anybody can recommend. Yeah, Kill I mean, Kill. like anybody can. That's do why that. I'm glad it's you like, brought this to the, the table. It's the first right? thing on Netflix. Yeah, I like you know. Yeah, I was just like, I gotta. I I know that we're doing the stuff, and we're doing you know mainstays, but I gotta bring some weird shit to the table. You know, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you for recommending gotta be it me. to me. I gotta be me. To our baby. listeners. Uh, more people should email us about this show. Um, I mean, about Vivi, not about our own. I mean, email us about our yeah. own show. I mean, email us about us our at, own show. Yeah. Soundonlypod um, at gmail.com. Um, but also email us about Vivi because, like, as you can see, we uh, want to talk about it. So, yeah. Um, as Cowboy Bebop release date Netflix live action Cowboy Bebop draws near we welcome your questions about Cowboy Bebop sort of in anticipation for that um, I'm sure we'll talk both about the live action thing itself but also more broadly about Cowboy Bebop and so yeah in that case if there's anything in the Cowboy Bebop episode or episodes who knows um, that you want to ask that you want us to you know explore by all means hit us up soundonlypod at gmail.com I'm Justin Charity I'm Michael Peters Shouts out to our producer Stefan Anderson We'll see y'all next week <laughs>